Section 9 of Whom We Shall Welcome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Whom We Shall Welcome. Report of the President's Commission on Immigration and Naturalization. Part 3. A Unified Quota System. Chapter 4. The Annual Immigration Quota. Until 1921, there was no numerical limitation of immigration into this country. The first national census in 1790 recorded a population of slightly under 4 million, immigration continued to mount gradually. Some have estimated that between 1790 and 1820, approximately one-quarter of a million immigrants entered the United States. From 1841 through 1920, immigration into the United States averaged some 411,000 persons per year. The largest annual number of immigrants to enter the United States was 1,285,349 in 1907. The 1921 Act placed the first maximum ceiling upon immigration. It limited the number to 357,800 a year, of which 198,000 were to come from Northern and Western Europe, and 156,000 from Southern and Eastern Europe. Each country's quota was limited to 3% of the number of people born in that country who were reported in the United States Census of 1910. The 1924 Act further restricted the number of immigrants, and had two separate formulas. The first, and temporary formula, authorized the admission of 165,000 a year. Of this number, 141,000 a year were to be from Northern and Western Europe, 20,000 from Southern and Eastern Europe, and 4,000 were non-Europeans. In this formula, the 3% of the 1921 Act was reduced to 2%, and the 1910 Census was changed to the 1890 Census. The second formula of the 1924 Act became effective in 1929, and with slight changes, continues to the present time. This authorized the admission of 153,714 immigrants, based on a total of 150,000 plus minimum quotas of 100 for all countries, by 1952, this figure had become 154,277, by virtue of minor changes. The total approximated one-sixth of one percent of the white population in the 1920 census, the last available at the time the 1924 Act was passed. Ever since the Act of 1924 became effective, Immigration for permanent residence in this country has been divided into two classes, quota and non-quota. Quota immigration is that which, under existing law, is limited by the total number assigned annually to each nationality, area, or country. The practice in such cases 
is to admit an alien by assigning a number to him from the quota allotted to his nationality area or country and no quota visa is issued unless a number is available in addition to the quotas both the 1924 and 1952 acts authorize the admission without numerical limitation of non-quota immigrants for permanent residence these principally include alien spouses and children of american citizens and natives of the independent nations of the western hemisphere under the immigration act of 1924 ministers and teachers were also permitted to immigrate to the united states as non-quota immigrants however under the 1952 act teachers are required to obtain a quota number and to wait until that number is reached the most recent step in the legislative declaration of a maximum quota was in the act of 1952 which set a maximum authorization of 154,657. This figure was based on a flat one-sixth of one percent of the white population in the 1920 census, excluding Negroes, American Indians, and other non-white persons in the population. A comparison of the quotas allotted to individual countries under the four different versions of the quota system is indicated in the following table. Table 3. Annual Immigration Quotas by Country under Successive Immigration Laws, 1921 to 1952. 1921 Act. 3% of the 1910 Census. Total, 357,803. Asia, 492. Africa and Oceania, 359. Europe, 356,952. Northern and Western Europe. Belgium, 1,563. Denmark, 5,619. France, 5,729. Germany, 67,607. Great Britain and Northern Ireland, 77,342. Irish Free State, none. Netherlands, 3,607. Norway, 12,202. Sweden, 20,042. Switzerland, 3,752. Total, Northern and Western Europe, 197,630. Southern and Eastern Europe. Austria, 7,342. Czechoslovakia, 14,357. Greece, 3,063. Hungary, 5,747. Italy, 42,057. Poland, 30,977, Portugal, 2,465, Romania, 7,419, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, 24,405, Turkey, 2,654, Yugoslavia, 6,426, Total, Southern and Eastern Europe, 155,500
1924 Act, 2 percent of 1890 Census, total 164,667, Asia 1,424, Africa and Oceania 1,821, Europe 161,422, Northern and Western Europe, Belgium, 512, Denmark, 2,789, France, 3,954, Germany, 51,227, Great Britain and Northern Ireland, 34,007, Irish Free State, 28,567, Netherlands, 1,648, Norway, 6,453, Sweden, 9,561, Switzerland, 2,081. Total, Northern and Western Europe, 140,999. Southern and Eastern Europe, Austria, 785, Czechoslovakia, 3,073, Greece, 100, Hungary, 473, Italy, 3,845, Poland, 5,982, Portugal, 503, Romania, 603, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, 2,248, Turkey, 100, Yugoslavia, 671. Total Southern and Eastern Europe, 20,423. 1929 National Origins. Total, 153,714. Asia, 1,423. Africa and Oceania, 1,800. Europe, 150,491. Northern and Western Europe, Belgium, 1,304. Denmark, 1,181. France, 3,086. Germany, 25,957. Great Britain and Northern Ireland, 65,721. Irish Free State, 17,853, Netherlands, 3,153, Norway, 2,377, Sweden, 3,314, Switzerland, 1,707. Total Northern and Western Europe, 127,266. Southern and Eastern Europe, Austria, 1,413, Czechoslovakia, 2,874, Greece, 307, Hungary, 869, Italy, 5,802, Poland, 6,524, Portugal, 440, Romania, 295, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, 2,784, Turkey, 226, 
Yugoslavia, 845. Total, Southern and Eastern Europe, 23,235. 1952 Immigration and Nationality Act. Total, 154,657. Asia, 2,990. Africa and Oceania, 2,000. Europe, 149,667. Northern and Western Europe. Belgium, 1,297. Denmark, 1,175. France, 3,069. Germany, 25,814. Great Britain and Northern Ireland, 65,361. Irish Free State, 17,756. Netherlands, 3,136. Norway, 2,364. Sweden, 3,295. Switzerland, 1,698. Total Northern and Western Europe, 126,131. Southern and Eastern Europe, Austria, 1,405. Czechoslovakia, 2,859. Greece, 308. Hungary, 865. Italy, 5,645. Poland, 6,488. Portugal, 438. Romania, 289. Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, 2,697. Turkey, 225. Yugoslavia, 933. Total Southern and Eastern Europe, 23,536. The Commission's Recommendations The Commission believes that there should be a maximum ceiling on the number of quota immigrants who should be admitted into the United States each year. The Commission recommends continuation of use on a non-discriminatory and current basis of the formula in the 1952 Act. The maximum quota to be authorized for admission into the United States in any year thus would be one-sixth of one percent of the total population in the last available census. Specifically, this means for the present the use of the 1950 census instead of the 1920 census and it means that the population base to which the one-sixth of one percent ratio is applied shall include Negroes, American Indians, and other non-white peoples. The last total population of the United States and its distribution by white and non-white is shown in Table 4. 1950 Enumerated Population of the United States by Race All Races, 150 million, 697,361 White, 134,941,622 Negro, 15,042,692 American Indian, 343,410 Other, Asiatics, 369,637
one-sixth of one percent of the total 1950 population of the United States is 251,162. Since the proposed percentage indicates a relationship between an annual maximum volume of immigration and the population of the United States, that percentage should apply to the latest available population data. The House Judiciary Committee in 1952 stated that it recognized the fact that revision of immigration quotas might be necessary on the basis of a later census, and requested the United States Bureau of the Census to undertake the necessary studies. A fixed volume of immigration each year means a constantly declining ratio of immigrants to the total population because of the natural increase in the population. On the other hand, if the immigration quota is a fixed percentage of the population, then the amount of immigration would increase proportionate with the growth of the total population. The Commission finds no justification for the elimination of Negroes, American Indians, and other non-white residents from the population base to which the one-sixth of one percent is to be applied. It is a discriminatory and unwarranted provision which should be eliminated from the law. The Commission recommends that the population base include the total number of people in the United States without regard to color, race, or national origin. The United States can absorb 250,000 quota immigrants annually. The capacity of the United States to absorb and profit by substantial migration is discussed in Chapter 2. Many expert witnesses addressed themselves to the question of the number of immigrants the country can safely receive. The Secretary of Labor, in his testimony before the Commission, stated, We could safely absorb substantially more than the 155,000 quota immigrants that are authorized by Public Law 414. The peak immigration in recent years was approximately 250,000 in 1950. I am not aware that it caused any economic or social dislocations, or that American workers were adversely affected. Subsequent to the Commission's hearing, the Secretary of Labor stated in a public speech, Our experts in the Department of Labor have tried to estimate the effects on our population of a larger number of immigrants in the years immediately ahead. I want you to know that their figures and their analysis show this nation could absorb several hundred thousand every year under present conditions, adding only the most negligible percentage to our population and placing no burden on our economy. The Assistant Secretary of Agriculture, testifying for the United States Department of Agriculture, noted that the department had supported legislation which would admit 100,000 persons a year for three years, in addition to the normal 154,000 allowed under the quotas. He informed the Commission that benefits would result from such additional immigrants to our country as a whole and to agriculture in particular. Some of the leading population experts of this country testified before the Commission. The Director of the Office of Population Research of Princeton University, Professor Frank Wallace Notestein advised the Commission as follows. Within the scope of a reasonably small migration, one of the general order of five million within ten years, it is possible that a program might be designed that would work to our own advantage as well as to the advantage of selected regions of origin.
he stated that there was no proof that it would do the slightest harm to our economy. The former acting director of the Bureau of the Census, Professor Philip Hauser of the University of Chicago, testified, The present numerical limitation is absurdly low, and is unrelated to the needs of the United States. This figure of 250,000 by no means represents the upper limit of immigrants which we could safely absorb. Organized labor testified before the Commission in its various hearings around the country. Labor's views are especially significant in this regard, not only because of its obvious desire to protect the interests of American labor, but because of its historical attitude of opposition to liberal immigration legislation. But its views are different now. Philip Murray, late president of the Congress of Industrial Organizations, submitted his views to the Commission. After pointing out that, until 1924, immigration amounted to 1% of the current population, he stated, I do not believe that any evidence has ever been adduced that immigration on that scale adversely affected wage scales in this country or the economy of the country. If anything, the evidence seems to be directly to the contrary. Hence, it appears that this country could, without danger to its wage scales or economy, absorb each year a substantial number of immigrants. The American Federation of Labor also testified before the Commission. It pointed to its earlier espousal of legislation which would have increased the total authorized quota and special immigration to over 250,000 a year for three years, and then stated, At best we can only say that under the prevailing economic conditions, a total annual rate of normal as well as emergency immigration of between 200,000 and 250,000 a year would not be excessive or lead to serious dislocations. Professor Arnold C. Harberger, staff member for the President's Materials Policy Commission, testified that an authorized immigration of even 400,000 a year could easily be absorbed without any lowering of our standard of living. Dr. Harold G. Moulton, retired president of the Brookings Institution, published in 1949 a book entitled Controlling Factors in Economic Development, in which he reached the conclusion that so far as natural resources and productive capacity are concerned, the United States could double its population within the next 100 years, and that we could enjoy a standard of living eight times as high as that prevailing in 1949. Of particular interest in the Commission's hearings was the unanimous view of the major religious faiths of America, Protestant, Jewish, and Catholic, that the United States could safely absorb some 250,000 immigrants a year. These church groups had vigorously supported the now-terminated Displaced Persons Program, with its authorization of some 100,000 persons annually for four years, over and above the regular immigration quota of 154,000. Some of these church groups testified that a 250,000 annual ceiling was a desirable one for permanent legislation. Others testified that at least for the next three years, if not permanently, an annual rate of 250,000 should be established by law. For example, Dr. Walter W. Van Kirk, testifying on behalf of the National Council of Churches of Christ in the United States of America, 
recommended an annual admission rate of approximately 250,000 immigrants a year for the next three years, including regular immigrants and refugees of various categories. This view was specifically supported by Dr. Joseph M. Dawson, representing the Baptist World Alliance, Reverend Harold H. Henderson, representing the Presbyterian Church USA, and the very Reverend Francis B. Sayre, Jr., Dean of the Washington Episcopal Cathedral. A similar view was expressed by Miss Cordelia Cox of the National Lutheran Council. The experience in immigration under the Displaced Persons Act gives evidence that there is room in the United States. We admitted somewhat more than 250,000 in 1951, and so far we haven't felt any ill effects. What we are doing, have been doing up until 1951, was a mere trickle. She went on to describe the situation in her own organization. Comparatively, these numbers were so small that they neither disturbed the balance of the labor market nor met the existing need for labor. In our national office and in our 36 area offices, there are thousands of requests for farm and domestic workers we can place any number of precision workers, engineers, doctors, and nurses. The need for more workers is documented daily in agencies like ours, which are known to be interested in immigration. These sample experiences of one agency indicate something of the possible total needs of the United States. Monsignor Edward E. Swanstrom, Executive Director, War Relief Services, National Catholic Welfare Conference, testified that instead of the present law, a figure of more than 300,000 per year would be reasonable. We might well establish an annual admission figure in ratio to our population. For example, one new immigrant to every 500 people in our country. Various Jewish organizations advocated this same general figure as a minimum annual quota for permanent legislation. The United States Commissioner of Labor Statistics indicated to the Commission that a net annual immigration of 250,000 persons would result in an increase in the labor force by 1955 of less than one-half of one percent, and this increase, it should be added, would be distributed throughout the entire area and among all the approximately 30,000 occupations of the United States. The Commission recommends an annual immigration quota ceiling of 251,162 based on the 1950 census, which, on the evidence presented, is fully within the capacity of the United States in the foreseeable future. End of Section 9. Recording by Maria Casper.